Mickey? Ray Ray, how are you buddy? I'm good man, I'm good. Thanks for jumping on bro. I'm here and I'm number 30. You're number 30 mate. Number 30. You made it. So I don't know how, I'm thinking number 30, are you scraping the bottom of the barrel now or what? I don't know if it's scraping the bottom of the barrel or we're getting more interesting guests on board. Yeah, good answer. Well thanks for jumping on mate. Ladies and gents, welcome to Talk To Me, the show where I get my friends to talk to me. Today I've got Mick, Nick Saba, there's so much to say about you. But uh, I think we'll get into it today, ladies and gents. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, share it around. Um, let's get this thing to 150 subscribers. We're at 123 at the moment and we're just pelting away. Mick, it's good to have you on, man. Thanks, bro. Bro, we were just talking about kids going through school and high school and things like that and what type of changes it can affect them with or what type of things it can involve them with. And you were saying that you'd love seeing Christian kids go through that sort of schooling life yeah so as you like you, you know you've sort of filled in a few times um so pete and i look after the high school sunday school mm. i think we might have even had you in the early days like i've been probably helping pete out for about 12 years now yeah i definitely would have been in yeah. there at one point um and seeing these young guys growing up growing up and then but like coming every week and then staying in the faith and staying pure like mm. You know, and that that for me just see we're talking about the experiences you had at your um at my school. At your school, yeah. yeah. Man, and just seeing these kids just like sort of grow up and um just sort of keep that walk, staying on that straight path. Mm. I know some fall off, that's normal. Of course. You know, we all go through some tough times and whatnot, but just the fact that you're all you're all sticking together, supporting each other, encouraging each other to live a clean life and just seeing that with this crop that's coming through is actually really awesome to see. Well, it's so cool to see parents actually being involved in their kids' spiritual lives um, and no disrespect to any parents that have come before, but you see throughout the years, like parents had their priorities set differently, you know, whether it was because they came from Lebanon, the first priority was let's get work, yeah, let's, yeah. let's sort out Go a life house. here. Yeah. But now that it's been two, three, four generations of Lebanese or whatever ethnicity into the country, now the priority is let's sort out our kids' spiritual lives before anything else. Yeah. I think that plays a massive difference. Yeah, huge. Like we like I've got friends that are um that are going through like a that we're at different stages, you know. Mm. We've got friends that have got um kids, they're just having kids or their kids are in primary school. Um and like and then you know, obviously, my my group of friends are closest. The, the friends that I got that are that I'm sort of close with, our kids are all sort of that same age. Um, but one thing that I sort of see in common, especially through our, you know, I guess our church church environment or church circles um, setting, yeah, the circle there, is that um, the mentality for work has changed. Yeah, we still want to provide. We still want to work hard, have a good work ethic, provide. But at the same time, it's like we got to put time aside for our kids. Mm. Where my parents, our, my parents' generation, probably even like you know, maybe not so much yours. Like your dad's only a few years older than me. Yeah, he got married um, real young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was a generation that came out here in the seventies. Man, like you hear the same story. They just worked, worked, worked. Yeah. Didn't have a massive relationship or connection with their kids. Absolutely loved them because that's why they worked. Yeah. But the focus was provide, and 
get a house, pay the house off, you know, if you can, if you're able to. Um, where our generation now is all about, you know, connecting with our kids, you know, working hard and providing financially and trying to sort of uh, be comfortable, but at the same time having a connection with the kids. Yeah, would there would have just been a different set of circumstances and scenarios back then, man. Like, I don't yeah, think we could understand it that well. So many left. Like, just leaving your they home country. country. Yeah, I yeah. can't imagine that. Yeah. They left their country, what they were used to, what yeah. they were comfortable with. They had their friends. Um, and just to pick up and leave and come to a beautiful country like this, not know the language. Yeah. My auntie, I hear, I've heard this story so many times from her. She came over with my cousin from Lebanon. He was two. She came over, could not speak a word of English. Um, and walked the streets, I think in Campsie somewhere, just asking for work in her very, very broken English. I think somebody taught her a few Phrases. words. Yeah. Dead set. Yeah, it was just a different... different and that's year. how she found her yeah, work. and she, she found work, and he would have been six, seven years old, going to school on his own, coming home, and she's not there. Mm. It's a different era. Very <clears> different. <throat> but I think another thing that does play into the... The whole kids being willing to sacrifice their, I guess, their reputation, their um, cool status at school is also the fact that they've got that bond at church. I mean, I think that's the one thing huge. for me, for me, that was huge was knowing that all the struggles I was going through the week with, I had people at church that were going through the exact same thing. Yeah. And so they would have, um, they would encourage me once I got there and I knew I would go to Epic or I'd go to Sunday school knowing that. We could talk about these issues and, man, how do I fight it? And it wasn't just you going through something. Someone else was also going through Yeah, Yeah, 100%. And even like having, um, like they talk about, you know, in relationships, you know, you've got to keep your spouse's cup full, that type of thing. Sure. But it's true even with your kids. You've got to keep their cup full as well. Um, you don't want them to ever feel like in the sense that they're missing out because yeah. they'll go to a school. Let's say they go to a school. Like our kids were going to a small Christian school for a while. Mm. Um Moved them out. They're sort of going to a bigger school now. Still a Christian school, but still different. Not as um, I don't know how do I say it? not not as it, it's it's more open enrollments. So mm. you've got different people from all walks of life. You know what I mean? Um, they might not be full time churchgoers like us. So they'll come. They'll hear different things. And this is a whole bunch of the kids at our um, at our church yeah. that are from all different types of um, schools. They go to different schools, but they'll they'll hear about their friends that have gone to the to a party or, um, you know, doing but things. They did something on the weekend. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That we probably go, oh, it's probably not the place for you. And our kids might not want to go either. Mm. But having church on a Friday night, they don't feel like they're missing out. Their cup's being, like, we're, we're filling yeah. their cup. So know? I was about to ask that then. Like, how do you as a parent now with two daughters look at that sort of scenario mm. and say, okay, I want to be able to expose my kids to enough so that they know what's out there and what to avoid. Um, but I also want to protect them from what's out there yeah. and I want them to avoid it. Balance, man. And we learn from, like, we all learn off each other. So, like, my group of friends and even, like, um, just the, the church family in general, you know, you learn off each other. You sort of, um, one thing that we know at our age is balance is really important because you can sort of wrap them in cotton wool. Yeah. And then, I don't know, that can be a bit dangerous at times as well. That's my opinion. I, I, so know, I agree with you. Uh, but at the same time, I'm not saying give them all the freedom. No way, absolutely not. We still, you know, we want them to walk. Um, we're all in the same boat. You know, we want them to walk in that, um, have that sort of uh, Christian attitude about them, um, living a clean life and whatnot. But having a, um, I don't know, having a desire 
to do what's right, but then getting fed from their friends and getting encouragement from their friends. Do you know what I mean? That yeah, it's 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 just a balance. It's um, yeah, it's it's hard to probably explain, but I, I would probably say the best way is just yeah, balance. Well, it's it's interesting because it's one of those things where you're right. You can't really put it into words, but each parent knows exactly what they're trying to do. Um, and I'm not a parent. I don't have kids, but I see the the struggle it can be to raise someone, especially in today's day and age. I mean, it's so much... From when I was in school to now, it's so much different to what yeah, it was. Man. I was only there a few years back. Yeah, it's... But tech's advanced. Um, the things that are out there are just so much yeah. more accessible. You, and that's that's the whole point about sort of giving them a balance, like um, having a balance in the sense that because there's some rubbish out there. Yeah, man. And you don't want them exposed to that yeah. stuff either. But at the same time, you can't say, oh, no, you can't watch TV. Yeah. You know, well, um, actually, someone and I were talking about this a couple of weeks back. So the, I want to get into the Netflix thing, right? So Netflix is such an awesome service. I love it. It's great. You know, yeah. Watch anything you want, anytime. <laughs> but what we found with streaming was that teen TV shows have completely changed. When I was in school, teen TV shows would probably um, show a bit of kissing or this or that, whatever, and move on. But now it's completely hit another level where most of the teen TV shows now are MA yeah. because yeah. They're, they're showing swearing, they're showing sex, they're showing it all. Like yeah. It's no holds barred because they've got so much more freedom now with the streaming service and they want to show the, I guess, the, um, the realism of high school. It's so much harder now. Yeah, and they've got... I don't know, like the streaming networks all feel like they've got to... Um, One-up each other. <laughs> yeah, that... How did, how did that conversation go with your kids of, listen, I know everyone at school is watching that, but this is why we're, we're staying away from yeah. it. Because that's a harder one. Yeah. We, look, you know, we, we've got, you gotta, you got um, you still got to monitor what they're watching. Of course. It's important. Yeah. It doesn't matter how old they are. We've got to monitor what we're watching. Yeah. You know, um, and I'm... You'll say this. I mean, we've spoken about this before. Uh, we're not the perfect Christians. No, of course you know, not. By far. But we're, we're trying our best, right? How many times have you started a show and then gone, okay, I can't keep watching yeah. this. And then you turn 100%. it off. I think I've got that many that have, you know, halfway through. three, episode 10, and then you go, yeah. I can't watch this anymore. Yeah. And, and, and I know everyone is in the same boat. Um, and it's just knowing that as soon as it gets to a point, um, yeah, you've got to kind of just make that decision to go, okay, I think yeah. it's time to sort of switch. It's really teaching kids self-denial at the end of the day. And that's harder for us now because there's so much, like we grew up not really having to decipher that a lot because it was fairly straightforward. You know, you watch these type of things, you don't watch those type of things. But now it's so much more interwoven that you sort of really need to set your standards. And it's a shame because there's some really good stuff. <laughs> some really good yeah. stuff out there. Like, man, <laughs> yeah. watch this. <laughs> but it's it's teaching teens self-denial, and that's massive. Yeah, I know. I love, you know, this is probably going off topic a bit, yeah. but how good is it that they're bringing um, a lot of the old shows back and, like, you know, the Cobra Kai? I'm, I'm, ha I'm half and half on it. Like, Cobra Kai? Okay. Absolutely loving it. But Karate Kid? Great. Did you love Karate Kid? Karate Kid was one of the best shows. I've spent Which Karate Kid, but 84 Karate Kid? Or 84. Talking, yeah, okay, 84. Good. Listen, good. one, two, and three, bro. Number three <laughs> is rubbish, but I still love it. And I just love, but like that you got this new generation of kids watching Cobra Kai. And then they're going back to watch Karate Kid. And I'm Kid. a big nerd. I'll sit down and watch Cobra Kai. Mm. And I'm like, that was in Karate Kid 1. <laughs> yeah. That song was in Karate Kid 2. Yep. Oh, that scene was yep. similar to Karate Kid 3. I'm with you. Yeah. Every, and my kids are just like, oh. 
But then, Seriously. but then the problem is when they start rebooting stuff that's absolutely terrible, like uh, Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, the, okay. not the one yeah. that just recently came out. I actually the really liked that. that. The one just before yeah. it, yeah. because it was just a cash grab. They yeah. didn't really take time into thinking yeah. about the writing, and it wasn't about the women. Yeah. I thought that were great, okay. but the writing was terrible. All right, yeah, I haven't watched it yet. Terrible. Okay, uh, skip it. Go watch the sometimes, new one. Sometimes, sometimes the remakes. Um, we have a love for movies, mm. and sometimes the remakes are not as good. Yeah, but then sometimes they kill it. You know, like they do really well. One, I love Ben Hur. I'm not a okay. massive fan of the movies from the fifties. Yeah, but I love Ben Hur. Uh huh. Like, what a great, a great movie. one, great, great movie. But then they made a new one, a, a new one, like a, five years ago. And I'm just watching it, and I'm sort of sitting there, just on my own, watching it, sort of internally being a bit critical, going, "Yeah, <laughs> nah, it was good. Yeah, it was good, but nothing beats the Charles Heston one. That know? is not a movie that should be touched. That oh, needs to be left a, alone. A classic. It's just a like saying, movie. "Hey, let's remake Back to the Future. Ain't happening, nah, champ. Don't you, you dare touch it. You can never replace Michael J. Fox. That's it, mate. Anyway, we got off the topic, but I want to get back into you, man. How did you become a Christian? Yeah, man. So going back, going back, I'm 42, so I'm getting 42, on. mate. You're old. That's what I'm saying, man. You're, You're scraping old, the bottom of the barrel now. <laughs> getting a, you know, a 42-year-old, grey hair, call couple it, of kids. Listen, people call it old. I call it experience. Okay. There you right. go. Your experience. I'll go with that. That's it. Um, but, you know, as a, as, a, um, like as a teenager, we were going to church, Catholic church. You yeah. know, mum and dad, you know, I'm so grateful for this, that they gave me a fear... Uh, uh, like a healthy fear of God from yeah. a young age. We went to church, you know, most Sundays. Um, so we sort of grew up. We sort of grew up in the environment. Um, but it was kind of go to church for an hour and then go home. You know, yeah, the stock um, even the um, the homily that the priest would sort of share. Honestly, in and out. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even. Yeah, it, it just wouldn't register. Um, I got to probably fifteen, sixteen. One of my uncles would start. Uh, he started having Bible studies at his house. And I just found myself really becoming more and more interested in what the Bible said, like what was okay. in the Bible. Yeah. Um, don't know why, but I just had a bit of a like a like a thirst for it, you know. And that sort of went on for probably six, seven months. And my dad would take me every, I think it was every Wednesday night, um, and this guy would come and sort of, you know, give his Bible studies on different topics and everything like that. And that was good. Um, and then you know, years went on and. Um, still go to church on the weekends. You know, I was a young man, you know, yeah. doing what young men do that don't have a strong foundation in Christianity. Um, but, um, you know, got married. Uh, Alison and my wife and I would go to church most Sundays as well. So we'd sort of, um, she, you know, she was raised in the Catholic church. So we'd still go to church. We had Adria back in 2005, yep. and um, she was probably about she's probably about one. And my cousin, so my mum and her mum are sisters, grew up with her. You know, couple I'm a couple of years older than her. This period was probably when I started really looking into eternal matters. Okay, I guess that's probably the best way to put it. Um, because you had a daughter? No, because unfortunately. My cousin was involved in a car accident. Okay. So what happened was um, I get a phone call like, you know, five o'clock in the morning. And, you know, when you get these phone calls at five o'clock in the morning, you know they're never good. So, you know, I've come downstairs um, expecting 
I'm thinking, you know, what's 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 this phone call going to be about? Dad was on the other line, um, and as soon as I heard Dad's voice, I thought he was going to say something about Mum. Um, but he said, you know, look, your cousin's been in a car accident. You've got to come to the hospital. It's not looking great. So, you know, I've quickly gotten changed, raced down to Westmead Hospital just to sort of find out what's going on. Um, unfortunately, she was. we worked together in the same homeland company that my cousin ran at the time, and I had only seen her on the Wednesday. And on the Friday night, um, she's driving home Friday night, you know, to catch up with a friend. I think they were going to go watch the footy. It was back at, you know, probably September 05, I think it was. And, yeah, she's just sort of um, around Silverwater, minding her own business, doing about, you know, 30Ks um, in peak hour traffic. A, a young driver, you know, probably 18, 19 at the time, comes around from the other side of the yep. other side of the road, speeding, sort of hits the bend, hits the uh, median strip and sort of goes airborne and unfortunately hits her head on. She's doing nothing. She's just sitting there, you know. Um, so she goes into, you know, the, the chopper had to come, airlift her to the hospital and a couple of days of just sort of just fighting. But the doctors unfortunately said, look, there's not a lot that can be done. And my poor auntie and uncle had to make, that, based on the doctor's recommendations, that, you know, the life support machine um, was just there to just keep her breathing, I guess. Um so I knew that they were going to turn it off. So I got to spend probably 10, 15 minutes with her in a little room. Mm. She was just sort of laying down on the bed. Mm. And I'll never forget her, man, just sitting there, just like on a chair like this and just staring at her. And I'm just thinking, like, this is my cousin. I had been to funerals because older people had passed away. But this is now hitting, this is close to home now. Like my cousin, like, you know, similar age, knowing that she's about to pass away. And I'm looking at her and I'm going... I'm thinking she's about to find out what happens when you die. That, for some reason, I don't know why, yeah. it hit me. Yeah, I'm, here, I'm thinking, I'm not here for long. Yeah. And it just, it just for some reason, I don't know why, I'd, it, it, it hit me, but it just really stayed in my mind. Like, it was just something that I just mm. sort of took in. Um, and, yeah, unfortunately, you know, she, she passed away and everything. But I just remember sitting there just thinking she's about to find out and I know, like, because we, we used to speak a lot. And I know she loved the Lord. Like, she loved, you know, she loved, she, she believed in the foundations of Christianity. So, like, you know, and I get so much comfort from that. Yeah. She loved the Lord. Like, you know, she believed Jesus was the son of God. He died yeah. for her sins. I, I know that for sure. Um, but just sitting there and seeing this poor young girl, 23, yeah. you know, at, you know, the start of her life. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just like that. Yeah. Just because some kid... You know, had a um, what did something dumb. Yeah, just you know, speeding. Yeah. Um, and it was from there. So the next few years, you know, I just sort of started looking into it more and more. Had a mate of mine who, um, so I was in I was in business at the time in finance, mm. um, and I did a, quite a bit of work with a, a, a mate of mine, uh, Pete, um, and he was a conveyancer, and he was a you know he's born again Christian, and I used to always look at him and just go, man, you like I, I could just see that he had this relationship with God that I actually envied. I actually, for really? some reason, yeah, okay. man, I used to just think, and sometimes I would sort of pray, just going, God, you know, I want that relationship that he's got with you. Mm. I didn't really know what it was, but I just knew, like he always had his Bible with him, had his Bible on the dashboard in the car. Like we'd go out for lunch and he'd just be like, oh, Mick, do you mind if we pray before we eat? And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, looking around thinking, <laughs> like, are you serious? Something different. Yeah. yeah. And um, 
So I started asking him questions and he was so happy to just, mm. you know. Answer um, him. Just answer. Like it was like, yeah, this is great. You know, for him it was great. Um, and then sort of time went on and he'd sort of like, you know, I guess at the time he was preaching the gospel, like, and I didn't re- even realise at the time what he was doing, but that's mm. what he was doing. Um, our good friend Veronica, um, Danny's wife, yep. she worked She worked with him too as a solicitor. So I had gotten to know um, Veronica through, through, you know, through, you know, business dealings that way. And then he said to me one day, he goes, oh, you know, Veronica got saved. And I'm just like, oh, okay. I'm thinking, what's that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah. Like, what's, what do you mean? He's like, oh, you know, she's accepted Christ as a saviour. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So I've seen Veronica um, one day and and that was it. Veronica was just like, Mick, you know, you've got you to gotta read this book. She was Mick, on fire from oh, that yeah, point. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And she was going through her struggles at the time and yeah. everything. But, you know, she really sort of wanted to take that time to sort of, um, you know um, – she knew that I had a like a desire to know the truth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so she gave me the dumb book. Okay. And every time I'd go in, Mick, did you read it? <laughs> I was like, Fire. And I'm not like, you know, a massive reader. And it's only, the dumb book's tiny. Yeah. You know, she's like, Mick, just read it. Please just read it. So um, I'd gone in a couple of times and I'm walk and every time I'd walk up the stairs, I know that she's just going to, she's just going to make eye contact and she's going to come straight and go, did you read the book? <laughs> And my answer is always, no, nah, I haven't gotten around to so it So you yet. just read it together so off your back? One day I just went, I've got to read it. <laughs> That's so, awesome. Um, yeah, man, Good Friday. I just, you know, I don't know, I went to church and we had just had Marissa, I think, at the time. So I went on my own and I remember getting there early. It was like a three o'clock mass. Got yep. there early. I was like, okay, I'm going to read this. So next time I walk in, she, I can say, yes, I've read it. <laughs> and, man, I was actually in the Catholic Church, eh, reading this book for an hour before the mass started. And that was actually, it just, I just got it. Really? Yeah, honestly, I just got it, and I, that's that's. I remember making that decision, you know, in the church, just saying, "Lord, I just, yeah, just, well, man, I just want to, yeah, I just want to live for you." So, like, I, ex- I accept, I accept that, you know, Jesus died for my sins. I'm a sinner. I need a savior, and it kind of went from there. And it was, you know, it was a slow process, of course. And then from there, Allison, it was great. You know, Allison got saved, and. And then, you know, we started to come to church and, yeah. And then the and dominoes fall. That's it, man. And then, you know, 12, 13 years later and got a couple of kids and, you know. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, that's man. It. It's yeah. it's so cool to see, I guess, a tag team happen there, right, between Peter and Veronica. Um, and we had her husband on our very first talk to me, so check that episode out. Danny boy. Danny boy. Yeah. But um, it's so cool to see that tag team work, right? Yeah, like, man. he's just doing his thing as a Christian telling you what you need to know. Yeah. And then she's on fire and just comes in and with persistence yeah. every single day <laughs> to a point where, let's be straight out, could have been annoying. Like her saying, hey, do you read it? Hey, do you read yeah. it? And it just would have gotten but to you. You can't be annoyed with her. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> but that's such a, like yeah, someone yeah, that's, that's willing right. to pers- do that. Yeah, like She persisted. Yeah, that persistence is strong, man. And it obviously worked out. God used yeah, it. Thank and, God, um, man. Yeah, mate, got you guys saved. And now you're... In the church, you're in uh, Faith Baptist Church now. You've your life's been dramatically changed. You finally have that relationship that you saw in Pete, his relationship yeah. with God. Um, how much different does that make your life from what it was? Yeah, like I remember at the time, you know, I started parting my hair. No, I, <laughs> I love the I, I love the, the spikes, spiky hair, yeah. Mick. <laughs> I'll never go, even though I get teased about it. <laughs> love it. Um, yeah, like, yeah, no, I just started, um, you know, just, I guess, being being mindful of, okay, I've, I've taken this step. Now it's about, okay, 
I didn't want it to just be, uh, you know, you know, uh, pray to sinners' prayer. Yeah. And it was great because I had my wife who was also now on fire for the Lord. Like she just, you know, it wasn't just me on my own. Yeah. It was both of us. So over the years we've been able to grow, and it was hard in the beginning. Like, you know, we would tell our parents that, oh, like, you know, we'd drop. Um, the girls off when they were young at her mum and dad's house and say, oh, we're just going to catch up with some friends for dinner, but we'd be going to church. Wow, yeah. Like, it was hard at first. Of course. you know, it's like a big shock, you it's know. It's very different. You it's know, very you hard. You're Catholic, yeah. you know. But um, in our heart, like in my mind at the time, it's like, well, we haven't changed our religion. It's just, I've just unwrapped the Bible that was sitting on my bedside cabinet that's been sitting on my bedside cabinet for whatever, 30 years, and I've just decided to... Unwrap it, it open it, and actually see what's in there. Like yeah. we still believe, like that, you know, Jesus died for our sins, and um, we just now got a relationship with with Him. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so, but it was hard. Like it was all about, like, okay, things just change slowly. You know, I, I'm not going to sit here and go, you know, I, you know, I don't know, poured all my alcohol bottles down yeah. the sink, and you know, it wasn't. It was a slow. It was slow, slow progression. Know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but as, as time went on, I guess, you know, you could say, you know, the spirit would sort of, yep. you know, do its work. And then I'd get encouraged from friends too, though. Okay. You know, through, um, and just, you know, good preaching, you know, just about, you know, guarding our eyes, you know, the movies that we watch, the, the music we listen to. And then it's kind of like, oh, yeah, that's true. That makes sense. I probably should refrain but from... I think that's the beautiful thing about Christianity, though, is that the thing that separates it from everything else is the fact that it's at your pace yeah. with god like you're never going to be on the same level i'm at and i'm never going to be at the same level yeah. you're at we've we're all got our own personal relationships with god we're all moving at our own pace yeah. there's something there's something that god's working in your life right now that he dealt with me years back it's true it's so you, you said it perfectly it's so true like but your own pace yeah so and i guess that's where the whole conversation of hey don't be judging one another because mate ray's going through something right now that yeah. mick Sorted out years back. Yeah, yeah. But that's how God works. Yeah. He works on everyone at a different pace. He does. And he, like I've found over the years too, he will, um, he'll te- not like not so much in the sense of testing, but, you know, if you're going to pray, Lord, help me be a better Christian, like, be prepared. He's going to give it to you. He's going to, yeah. you know, don't just pray just for the sake of it. Like if you're going to, if you're praying this, be prepared for some, for some things to come your way. Mm. Um, that's go- he's gonna he's gonna sit back and go okay yeah I'm gonna help you you know uh, you know something that a lot of people don't know and I guess everyone's gonna know now it's on the internet <laughs> but um prior to the accident happening my accident yeah. um, my car accident I was praying for a while God show me that my faith's real yeah I had always believed that I'd always um, had full faith in it but I wanted to know that what I was following was from me like actually me following it and not just because my parents had in the past like i wanted to know if my faith in god if it was tested was legit that's awesome um so then god gave me two and a half years of of (laughs) testing but you're right he he gives it to you and i think he does it to everyone differently i'm not saying that if you pray that prayer you're going to get into a car accident life's gonna go crazy but that's what he chose to do with me and he chose to do a lot through that and a lot of other things that happened through that two and a half year period but you're right. God really does want to show you, hey, I'm legit and I do want to live a life with you. Yeah, like, and he'll, like, sometimes you sort of, like, and he knows our hearts. Sometimes you just want to be like, yeah, Lord, show me you're there. Mm. Okay, I'll show you I'm, I'm there. Yeah. And 
something will just get thrown at you in life mm. and like I'll use that analogy of uh, like I use the analogy sometimes of like you know um, when you, you know you're feeling down like okay if you, you fall over you know especially if a mate is next to you what do they do they sort of they give you their hand to help you yeah. help um, you back to, up yeah, to, to get you back up and that's kind of what God does God's like okay I'm gonna help you um, to put your trust in me because he wants that he wants that for he me. wants you to understand yeah it. like yeah. I love it if my kids come to me and you know they genuinely need my help with something. Um, I don't know. You, you ha- God gives you something for your kids that you want to help them, like you're pleased to help them. So he's, he's the same. Yeah, it he's excites him. It yeah. really does. Yeah. And like we said, for everyone that's different, I know that you know. there's some people that have said to me, man, I asked God to show me he's legit and I was just sitting outside looking yeah. at the stars and it just made sense. Yeah. And that's the beauty of Christ. Of God and how He works in everyone differently. He does it so differently, 100%. and everyone's got a different story. Yeah, you know, everyone's got a different story. Like if you're actually like really um, like desiring to hear His voice or to grow, He's like be prepared. Like He's going to He'll He'll, he'll you know He'll that, come and, at you. And that's <laughs> you know? huge. Like, and that, and I think that's huge for anyone listening to this or watching this, guys. Like if you want God to be real and you you don't know how to sort of figure it out, just ask him. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Yeah. And that's the beauty of Christianity is that it's very simple. <laughs> it's simplicity. It is. Like, you just, you, you know what? You, it's, it's as simple as that. Ask. Yeah. Just ask. Like, um, we all go through things, eh? Like, we all go through issues in life. But just ask. Yeah. Sometimes we try and deal with it ourselves. I do it all the time. But then mm. I'm just like, hold on. Like, I've got this God who, like, it, no problem is too big for him. He created the heavens, the earth, like every, yeah, nothing's too hard. And I think that's and something that always escapes us. Like we look at our problems, we look at the issues we're going through, and we tend to forget. Like this is the God that you know stops the waves from consuming us every single day. This is the God that yeah. does like you know what I mean. Like it's but just it's almost like oh, we astounding. don't want to trouble him. Oh, like you know, this is, <laughs> that's a small matter. Yeah. Like I'll deal with it myself. Yeah, you know that type of thing. I don't want to trouble your Lord, but really, like it's it's probably the wrong approach. Well, I, it is the wrong approach. Well, it is because I think the best way to describe Christianity. Is it's dependence. Yeah. It's dependency. Um, I always say, I don't know how people go through life by themselves without God. I depend on him every and single second of the day. Now, knowing what I know, honestly, yeah. no idea either. Well, one way you depended on him in a very different way to what a lot of people would is just recently, a few years back, you made a massive life change um, career-wise. Yeah. And that's huge. Um, that's huge for anyone to do at any age. But for you to do with a family that you're supporting, you're taking care of, and with years of experience, you went into something completely different. Can you explain to us so different. what was going on? I um, So I left school, got into real estate for a few years mm. with a really, really good um, office and a great boss, like he, you know, a great teacher, you know, mm. sales and yeah. um, negotiating, all that sort of stuff, really, really good. I took that on to... Um, uh, I got into finance. I took everything I learned there into finance... Um, in my cousin's company at the time um, that was doing really well. It was just like a up-and-coming company doing really, really well. And he just said to me, he goes, Mick, why don't you come over? Like, come over, I'll teach you the ropes. I'll teach you home loans and finance um, and then maybe go out on your own, like open up yeah. like, a, like a franchise, like a licensee branch. Um, I was like, wow, okay, that sounds good. And I was probably 22 at the time. Mm. Um, and I think I was engaged. I think we were engaged at the time. Um and I thought, okay, this is probably the time to do it. 
you know, um, don't have kids, we've got low low expenses, and I was taking a pay cut to go from the real estate office I was in um, to go with him. So jumped in and uh, just remember loving it right away. Yeah. Just loved the industry. Like, you know, um, it was a mortgage management company, so they did home loans, they would borrow money from the money markets, um, rebrand it. So, you know, it was like white label, which is like rebranding it into your own product and selling it to the public. Um, sort of like how Wizard Home Loans was back in the day. Yep, so yep. And we were a non-bank lender. Mm-hmm. Such an exciting industry. So, so good. And I loved it. I actually thrived in it. Like, thank God. Like, it was just so, it was such a great move. And my cousin, who took me under his wings as well, we'd go out every Wednesday um, for dinner. Um, I blame him as well for <laughs> the weight that I've put on. But, you know, and he would just... He would like just educate me and teach me, and that's awesome. It was so good. It was so so good, and um, probably it would have been about oh three. I went out on my own, so I was I was young. I was I don't know twenty three, twenty four. Wow. Went out on my own, opened up my own business um, under his banner, mm-hmm. um, and just man, we just did, you know thank God it was just it was such a good industry. Just to, did really really well. Like it was it was just at that time as well where. Finance was, it was, it was peak. Just, it was and it was easy to land, yeah. you know. So, but it was it was great. It was a great time. So I had I thought I'd retire in this industry, and I just, um, you know, things change over the years. You know, sort of moved into the financial planning world, mm-hmm. um, and sort of just kept expanding a little bit. Um, got into the brokering side where you're dealing directly with the banks. I get to what three years ago, yeah. Um, actually, probably four years ago, and I just start. I just remember I, I would often pray, Lord, when it's time for me to get out of the industry and just, you know, sell my business, just make it, you've got to make it clear, please, because I love what I do. Mm. I, I really, really love what I do. Uh, make it clear for me. And um, I remember back in, I think it would have been 17, we got back from an overseas trip, went to a um, one of those sort of conferences that I have every, yep. every few months. Um, and it was just from there, I just felt like the things that I was hearing, I just kind of just felt like, you know, God's just saying, Mick, start thinking about selling. Mick, start thinking about selling the business. Get out of, get out of the industry. Get out of the industry. And it just kept, it just kept um, hitting you. Yeah. But, and, and, you know, one thing I learned over the years as well, and still not great at it, but like, you know, listening to God when he's talking. Yeah, because sometimes he might think he's talking to you, and maybe he's not. It's just us. But then sometimes he is, and we could actually ignore it. So I sort of started. Um, so sorry. Before yeah. you do get into that, how do you decipher the two for you anyway? For me, look, I got. I, I would get counsel from you know friends, you know, meeting up with Pastor Manso at the time. Just mm-hmm. um, you know, my mates, my circle, you know, yep. um, you know, my mates like you know Paulie, Pete, you know, those sort of boys. Um, and just, just really um, like picking people's brains, and you know, listening to sermons as well, and you know, mm. researching, you know, how to know when you're listening to um, God. to God's voice. And I was speaking to um, our mate Danny about it, Danny K, just the other day about it. Um, and one thing that I really picked up was when when God does speak to you, He's going to often speak to you in patterns, like through patterns, like things will come your way. You might be sitting down listening to a sermon and all of a sudden this sermon is smack bang. Like it's just right on what you're going through. And it's yeah. like, well, man, like this, is this whole sermon just for me? Like there's 200 people here. Is this yeah. just for me, this sermon? Or um, I might get a phone call from someone. 
And I remember that, you know, I'd get a phone call from someone. And God's not always going to use a Christian. He might use somebody else yeah, just to put something, you know, on our hearts, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and that's, I, I got a phone call from a mate saying, I'm getting out of the industry, Mick, you've got to get out. And he had no idea I was thinking about it really? at the time. And I was like, well, okay, that's from the Lord too. Yeah. So it was just little things like that. Um, just, you know, again, counsel from friends, just speaking to um, – and just weighing it up. And obviously with my wife sitting yeah. down going, look, this is what I'm thinking. Yeah. I don't want to do it though. I did not want to do it. Um, loved loved what I'd done, you know. Like I loved I loved the industry. Um, I had built a nice little business, you know. Thank God. Um, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to sell. But I just kept. I'm just like, okay, I'm going to make a decision. Do I ignore what I'm hearing and possibly pay the consequences later, or do I listen to God's voice and listen go. to God's voice and reap? The benefits later and 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 maybe see the blessings later on so when do you pull the trigger i did i just did i just went okay i'm doing it and i just remember sitting there i typed up the email to you know the organization i was with and um it's like i'm gonna do it and i promise man i just sat there i reckon that email sat there for about half an hour 45 minutes and i just want to press send i just wouldn't do it but then <laughs> i just went you know what lord i'm sorry i'm just gonna do it you You've gotten me this far, and I just pressed it. Wow! And and, I, and you know, obviously, you know, yeah. the, you know, um, got the wheels in motion, I guess, you know. And, and then it happened. And then, yeah, like cut a long story short, like uh, when I actually just went, wow, like this is I was definitely supposed to do this. It was probably six months after I had, you know, shut shop. They came and took all of my files, you know, because of the whole transfer. You know, you're transferring your files over to another organization, and I get a phone call from my cousin. He goes, Mick, did you see the newspaper? See what happened? And um, I'm like, no, no. He goes, the Australian, quickly, you know, Google it. And I jump on and they're saying about how um, they're no longer going to um, buy the financial planning businesses of their financial planners, this organisation. Wow. Um, but they would, sorry, they would, but at a much reduced value. And I'm just like, whoa. I could not believe it at the time. It's like, Lord, are you serious? Like, wow, thank you so much. That is insane. Man, like, it was... That's when I just went, like... Yeah, I, I get it. I get it now. Like, at the time, he's not going to make it easy for us, eh? Yeah. He's not going to make it easy and go, you're going to do it because blah, 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 blah. This blah. is all going to happen. You're going to yeah. love life. Yeah. yeah. No. It's like, you want to trust me, Mick? This is what you got to do. And I'm going to keep sort of um, giving you your little... Um, you know, the voices, you know, from other people. But you want to listen, listen. If you don't want to listen, that's fine. Yeah, and you'll reap the you'll reap the benefits, yeah. or you'll reap the repercussions of it. Man, and that was when I just went, Lord, thank you so much. And obviously, you know, other benefits too. You know, I was at home having dinner with the family for the first time. Like yeah. I'd never have dinner with the family. It was just constantly very, working. Because yeah. I'd be home late. Yeah, I'd be at home eight thirty, nine o'clock, ten o'clock. Because people would want to come and see me in the evening. It's a so there's a lot of benefits, yeah. you know, that came from it. Um, yeah, and then I had to get out of the industry. <laughs> <laughs> so where'd you move to? Man, totally different industry. Moved into fire. So from finance to fire. Finance to fire. Yeah, finance to fire. Why, <laughs> how, what went down? Um, um, I, Pete, Pete and George um, from, you know, uh, Pete Fadden, George, Georgie, um, Abu Haider said, um, come on. So look, Pete's version is he felt sorry for me that I'm now jobless. <laughs> um, I can't feed my family. I don't think that's the case and at all, mate. he said, you know, Mick, 
let's bring you, you know, let's bring you <laughs> off the streets and give you a job. That's his version. Yeah. My version is, Mick, I need your help. Come and help me out. <laughs> I'm dying. I can't do this without you. I need you. Well, so, he hasn't told his version. He already came on the show, so yeah. he didn't tell his version. Tell that's your it. version. My versions are uh, that's it. <laughs> I get last. Um, I get the last say. That's no, it. But look, it was just you know through conversation, and um, at the time I was going to get into real estate. I started you know doing my real estate license through your organisation at the time. Um, AB hooked me up as well, and um, I was going to get into that. And um, yeah, man, like Pete, actually, we're just having a chat, and he said. Me, just come and just do some work with me like because i'm just going to sort of do some work on the yeah. side and let's come and do some work with me and they kind of just went from there and yeah first it was just like um what am i doing yeah oh, at first i'm still like what am i doing <laughs> <laughs> but did you do you see god working in it yeah like, man like just working with other christians and just like you know just working with good mates and um, you know, like the industry is to- like I'm not used to. Like I'm still three years on, and sometimes it's a hard I just one to get my head and just go yeah. like, like this. The whole maintenance side of things. Yeah. I work with tradies, very different breed. Very Sorry different for any breed. tradies. <laughs> I worked uh, in that industry for two years, and it's a very different one. Oh, and fire man. guys are like full on. Yeah, they're full yeah, on. Your dad. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but that's awesome. So, what would you say to someone that's probably thinking about something like this right now? What, God's making this, a decision. God's make, putting something on their heart to say, listen, it's time for a big change. You know what I say? Honestly, get counsel to make sure. Like, for, I, I would say understand the difference. Like, understand how God speaks to us. Okay. You know, back in the day, you know, Moses was very, Moses heard God's God voice audibly. <laughs> yeah. You know, we don't have that these days. Um, so he was going to speak to us in a different way. So I would say to, you know, young and old, like, and even now, I still need to sort of continue improving that area too to go, is that the Lord speaking to me or is it just my mind? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, or is it Satan? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, but it's knowing, just knowing, like learning to understand when the Lord is speaking to us and when he's not. Mm. But if you ascertain that, yeah, it is God speaking to you and pushing you into a different direction, as much as you don't want it, do it. Faith is a big part yeah, of that. Yeah, 100%. And I think to understand God's voice and to know that it is Him speaking, I think that really does depend on your relationship with Him. Yeah. If you're far yeah, from Him, call. it's not going to be easy to hear His hear voice. His voice, yeah, you're right. But if you're in His Word, if you're praying, if you're at one with the Spirit and you're wanting to grow, it's going to change things up. Yeah, that's a good point. Entirely. Well, Mick, let's close this off, and we're going to close it off the only way we know how to here. How's that? I'm going to chuck you into a DeLorean, just like that thing over there. A what? A DeLorean. I'm going to okay. chuck you in a time machine, yeah. send you back 10 years. 10 years? Oh, man, That's I was so mixed. skinnier, man, <laughs> 10 years ago. you got one Can piece of that? advice to give young Mick. What's the one piece of advice you're giving him to help him get through the next 10 years? Stay at the gym. <laughs> So it's a good one. Yeah. It's a good one. And don't eat those packets of chips <laughs> at eight o'clock at night. I don't know if forty two year old Mick's listening to that, let alone thirty two <laughs> year old Mick. Um yeah, man, good question, eh? Where do you come up with these questions? You stumped eh? another one, Bro. ladies and gents. Every Bro. single week. I love it. Ten years ago. It's a hard one. It's a hard one because you've got to think back to what thirty two thirty two year old Mick's doing at that time. Yeah. What he needs to get through the next ten. I would probably say, I would probably say, probably just in line with what we're talking about, um, like 
you like you put it beautifully. Like you're not going to hear God's voice if you're not, um, if you're not um, in tune with Him. In tune with Him, you know, yep. through prayer, through reading your Bible, um, and I would probably say, like on a spiritual side, I would say stick to your Bible reading. You know, um, stay close that way. That might be a boring answer, but I just know, knowing me, that's what I would probably say. Just focus on that, um, and then just giving time to the family, the kids, um, the kids, obviously the wife, you know, got to keep her cup cup full. It's those simple things, man. <laughs> yeah, man. And it's, it's those, I think that's a great point because it's those simple things that we forget about. And as the day-to-day goes on and things get busy, things get tough and just constantly running, you forget how important it is to do the simple things, read your Bible, spend time with God, spend time with the family, just enjoy those quiet moments because... Life's so busy. Because I'm telling you, I, I could find 50 reasons a day to not read my Bible, not get down and pray. Mm. But I know that when I don't have time, when I don't give him the time, um, but you also got to work. I don't know if this, if, 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 I mean, I think you and I speak, spoke about this recently as well, actually, that you got to, uh, like, you were saying that um, you often pray in the car while you're driving. Yeah. That's your time sometimes with him. Yeah. You know, because you're in a rush getting ready in the morning. Mm. Um, so you're in the car driving and just talking to him. Yeah. You know, so I've got my podcast. So, like, you know, I love listening to end time, things regarding the end times. And mm. um, there's, you know, 10-minute uh, devotionals that you can listen to. There's some really good people out there, you know. Just uh, have a chat with Ray and Stat and talk to me. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got your FBC. That's uh, it, mate. Your, like your little but that you You're right. Over. Yeah, it's those, it's that time. And I think it's utilising your time wisely and using it in the right way that's going to be beneficial to you yeah. and to your relationship whatever with it is hey, just um just spend that time with him you know well mate thank you for spending time with me today bro thanks for having me ladies and gents thank you once again for joining us on talk to me um make sure you subscribe to the channel subscribe to all the facebook instagram all that stuff mick thanks for talking to me man thanks bro appreciate it